Hello dudes and dudesses. <laughs> Welcome back to MACT, the podcast. I am your host, Marlise McKenzie. And on today's news is... Greetings to you all and welcome to Mac the Podcast. I'm your host, Marlies McKenzie. Okay, I have no idea why I just did that, but like it sounded so cool in my head. Um so it's October. I think that means we're like two months shy of 2024 officially. And I think it's pretty wild. It's been a long year it's been a year that is just literally a summary of life and what i mean with that is that it has been fair it has been unfair it's had its ups and downs but reality is we're here now and today's podcast is going to be centered around year-end fatigue and i wanted to tailor this particularly to university students but I kind of like think that I will sort of be alternating between the general population and also cater it to university students in a sense. And I hope that as we continue in this episode, that will kind of become more apparent, hopefully. So, um, yeah, the first thing was I was thinking like, I've been really tired lately. I've been tired. I've been exhausted. I have been demotivated in a sense. Or rather, like, the motivation is still there. But just the execution part of it, the action part of it, I've had thoughts and of things, ideas of things that I want to do. But just the whole idea of getting out of bed has kind of been challenging for me lately but I've been doing it anyway regardless um looking at like starting your day at seven some days you start your day at six some days you start your day at 11 some days you start them at one at three just a matter of kind of like being out of routine which also, if I'm being honest with myself and with you, entirely honest, that is, this entire year, I've been struggling with, like, finding my footing. I've been struggling with um, getting back into a routine. Like, I used to be a person who had, like, a solid routine last year. And this year has just really started, like, it's just really felt like the year is starting. And you still feel like the year is starting only to realize that like hey you lived with two months and a couple of days until the year is over and you still haven't found a solid routine and what i mean by that is it's very important for me to have my morning routine that consists of watching cartoons um reading scripture working out having a decent breakfast because chances are the next time i eat will be in the late afternoon or it would be in the evening. Yes, um, in between the day, I'm still like eating something, but it's never something heavy or something serious. You get like, it's not a priority. And I think that's also the case for most people. So having a morning routine for me is very important. Um, I kind of do have an evening routine, but I don't necessarily like it's not, it's not that strict and it's not as much of a priority to me like my morning routine is 
so that's just kind of like been something that I have been struggling with this past year and what I mean this past year since the year started really um just finding my footing whereas like I would still have these elements of my routine but I haven't been staying consistent in them or rather I haven't been doing them as I would when I know that okay I just woke up first order of business drink water after drinking water you watch cartoons after watching cartoons you have scripture after scripture you work out it's just kind of been like I still do all those things but I don't necessarily do them in the order that I used to and it's just kind of like really been been hard in a sense and I think that there are a couple of contributing factors to that but I think that it would have to be a separate episode um because now we're going to end up having an episode on um on routines and endure fatigue and I think that those are like yeah they correlate but they're entirely different things so yeah um so basically you kind of now know why i wanted to talk about endure fatigue especially as a uni student but i think more so especially as a university student who also has a career life and hobbies that are somewhat a career to them and are that important i suppose so basically balancing your academic life and your non-academic life and your career life because i was going to say your personal life but considering it all these things are personal they contribute to who you are they are a part of you and perhaps you are a part of them too that is supposed to make sense if it doesn't make sense mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. If it doesn't make sense, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of like share that with you before we get into what year and fatigue is. And basically, I took the liberty of like just going on the internet, searching for like a simple thingy um, definition of what year end fatigue is. Because I was like, yeah, I know what your end fatigue is, but like it would always be better to have more like a general commonly used definition. And um, what I got off the internet is that your end fatigue is also known as your end burnout or end of semester exhaustion. Um, the end of semester exhaustion is just a more so in relation to being a university student whereas like i think um a lot of university students over the past two weeks like um around about from the 25th of september going on to like the first two weeks of october i think we have been going through it i know that this past week i had submissions every day i had submissions every day like there was something to do every day i had to meet deadlines i remember what i mean by every day i had um i had one module that was due on thursday i had another that was due on friday and the tuesday um of that very week i had a test open but then i only took the test on the wednesday and I had quizzes that I had not completed because I found out that like you have to get a certain amount you have to get at least this was psychology particularly that you have to get um 12 out of 16 no 12 out of thingy out of 15 at least to qualify for the 10% that they're giving out so we had like three quizzes 
and it's that while there still are of course like it's multiple choice questions lovely um and there is a, some theoretical work but then there's also calculations and i am not necessarily a maths person like there was a point where i was really convinced that i am dyscalculous and sometimes i still really think that i'm dyscalculous so i tried to like stay away from numbers like um sorting out equations but don't get me wrong i love my money and i will count my money and my money will make sense that i can guarantee you so um yeah it was literally just that and luckily the test was closing on the 30th of september which was yesterday i am recording this on a sunday the 1st of october so um i decided to finally rewrite all the quizzes um the aim was to get at least 12 but if i could get 15 lovely um i remember that before i took the test i had written two tests um two quizzes rather already and the one quiz i got an eight out of 15 um the other quiz i got a nine and then so when i wrote it i was like okay my marks are decent they're not distinctions um for psychology but i'm like i know that that is not necessarily a priority for me so also in terms of like my academics i have my priorities i'm like okay this one module i like it but i don't see a future in it so i am going to do the work that i'm required to do to get my degree and i will do it to the best of my abilities but i'm not going to do it to the best of my abilities so much so that i don't necessarily consider so like out of 100 percent, i would probably give um this psychology module i would probably give it like 50 60 percent um rank it 50 or 60 percent in terms of priorities whereas like my other module would be higher than that um my sociology i would i'm literally giving it my all like it i have to get a distinction and then my ethics kind of like ranks second um on the thingy so it's like sociology um ethics and then finally psychology essentially that is what i'm trying to say in terms of prioritization as far as academics are concerned and i think that it also really depends on the goal that you have for yourself and your life entirely or holistically um because if you know that like you are planning on going in an academic kind of career and you are trying to pursue something it would be best to focus on academics um but when you consider the kind of life that I am trying to get into, which may not always seem a bit clear to everyone. And I don't think that it has to because it's a matter of how I wanted to pan out, how I needed to pan out and how I am called to let it pan out, I suppose, or rather how I feel I am called in a sense. But like we're not going to get too deep into like the spiritual sense of it um but essentially yeah that is pretty much it so can imagine that it was like a very hectic week so then on saturday i took the third quiz which i had not taken because i got discouraged when i found out that it's 10 percent on nothing and i was like i wasn't ready for 10 percent on nothing i was ready to like out of that 10 percent to get like a seven percent or like 
8% or like, because I mean in order to get like a hundred percent a tenth that ten percent you'd have gotten to like yeah uh, you'd have to get at least like 80 for all three or you'd have to get um every mark what is it every quiz you'd have to like get all the questions correct right which was not a priority for me like I said so then um cool I um went to spa I came back and basically along the way I was just really debating if I want to do it I was like is this really worth it because in my mind I was like yeah I want the marks but I'm really tired I'm really tired and then like I spoke to a friend she was like you're gonna regret this and I was really thinking about I was like yeah I know I'm going to regret it but I also don't want to do it I don't want to do it so um i eventually did do it um i think the one quiz i went over i did like twice over and then i did the other one that i had gotten an eight um i did the other finally and basically i was like doing it taking a break when i really couldn't and realizing that like okay no way I have to take this again because I'm still not getting the 12 that I need in order to get the 10 thing so I would take a break go over my notes again come back and I finally wrote it so I am happy to say that I backed that 10 percent so when my cam mark when my cam comes comes I almost it comes back so yeah when I receive my cam um that 10 percent should do me justice because I slaved for that 10%. So that is basically just kind of like things that contribute really to um your fatigue. And I was still giving you a definition. Oh my word, this is so long. I get carried away. I can't remember the last time I did a podcast like this. Like have it be researched and add a bit of a bit of personal experience I can't remember I genuinely can't remember the last time I had to like record something and it is something that it has been researched um just before recording and having to like add your personal experiences to that and it really feels great it really feels great I should have like more episodes like that so um yeah, I'm finally gonna tell you <laughs> the definition again before we get into the rest of this episode. We are back and I am finally ready to tell you about your end fatigue or rather tell you what your end fatigue is without getting distracted, hopefully. And to be fair, I wasn't necessarily distracted. I just um kind of like went on a tangent and like started telling you like context and why I just really intensely explained I gave you a a depth an in-depth explanation of end of what end of semester exhaustion is and I gave you scenarios real life um examples lived experiences so anyway um without explaining anything that is in the without defining the definition right your end fatigue is also known as your as end of 
year burnout or end of semester exhaustion. It is a phenomenon commonly experienced by university students towards the end of their academic term or year. It is characterized it is characterized by a feeling of extreme tiredness, mental and physical exhaustion, decreased motivation and an overall sense of being overwhelmed. Several factors contribute to this year-end fatigue. And I just kind of like really told you about the academic demands that kind of contribute to year-end fatigue, right? Um, the time pressures that we have. So basically, I explained to you with regards to like... Um, the deadlines that you have a submission on the on Tuesday in the same week that is you have a, a thingy a submission on Tuesday you have a submission on Wednesday and then you have a submission on Friday chances are you have five submissions on Friday so you also have to like create your own schedule as to okay when am I going to start with this assignment and how long have I known about this assignment and when am I going to submit it because if everything is due on one Friday, chances are you would have had to submit one thing on Thursday of the same week, or you would have had to submit it on the Sunday of the week prior to the deadline. So it's just really a thing of personal management. But trust me, from lived experience and having done this thing for three years, this thing called university, trying to bag my degree, um... Yeah, time management is, <sighs> you know, there are people who have figured it out and I genuinely envy them. I envy people who have figured out how to manage their time because I am thinking, sure, Sure, I can manage my time. I have some kind of like sense of time management. And I always submit on time, right? Like I was very scared this past Friday. It was the first time in three years, like I said. Um, it was my first time ever. I mean, me put it that way either, rather. Uh, it was my first time in three years that I almost missed a submission and I didn't miss a submission because I because there wasn't enough time it was because I was really just that tired and I was like I see this thing and I can see that it is due today at 11 but I was like I can't I can't and I remember so well I woke up around I think I woke up at seven and the idea was to go to campus and then I figured that like, yo, the, the fact that I have to shower to go to campus, which was also another thing. I am a person who like, I will wake up after I work out, I immediately go shower. On that Friday, I didn't shower. I didn't work out. I only like worked on my assignment for like a couple of, I think it was like close to an hour worked out, worked on it. And then I was like, nah. Mm -mm. I'm gonna take a nap I'm really tired like I could understand the work that I had what was expected from me but I really could not bring myself to like type it out write it 
do all of those things that are required of you and that's when I got to realize that like wow I really am tired I really am tired because I have so much time and then I remember when I actually really started was around two because I started counting I was like okay I can still make 11 and I want to make 11 because this is one module that is on the top of my list and I really want to maintain my grades and get even better grades so how am I going to do that if I am thinking of submitting tomorrow and whatever mark I get um do I really want 5% to be deducted from that? So that was kind of like the motivation that I gave myself and I started working. Probably two hours later, I was like, no, 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 I am tired. Yes, I'm halfway done, but I am tired. Then I went on to my phone, um, went on to the group chat, saw that people had gotten their NASFAS money and I was like, whoa, let me work, let me work. Dude, when I'm telling you that I started working, I went onto the group again and I was like, remember that psychology test that we wrote that said something about how um, financial stress or like, or rather like stresses and academics don't go hand in hand, something, something, something. I was like, dude, that is so true because like I was so demotivated like a couple of minutes ago. But right now when y'all told me that like this money, like that gave me hope, that gave me a different kind of motivation. The fact that like you have one rand extra in your bank account was so wild it was so wild yes it's gonna leave it's gonna go but the fact that it's there then dude i started working and i think i submitted around 9 30 submitted around 9 30 and i hope that the marks will come good so basically that is also one of the things that contribute to kind of like your end fatigue because you've been doing this thing for uh, for like nine months now you've been doing this thing for like 10 months now uh, you've been doing it for 11 months and you realize that like I am tired I have been learning this entire year meeting deadlines this entire year having to manage my time academically um, the relationships I have with people um, time for myself time for god basically just like you're not taking into account um all the time that you have or rather like you take yourself and like you kind of have to divide your time amongst all these things in order of priority of most um important to least important i suppose but the point is you are prioritizing everything and you're learning to like manage that. And once you figured out time management, it's not to say that there isn't going to be any slip ups. It goes back to the thing I was speaking of about routine, how there are some things that just take you out of routine and then getting back into it is kind of like a hassle. I think I was on TikTok the other day when I saw um, a post that said something about... Um, your relationship with God is very important in the sense that like you will have scripture readings every day. But then the moment you don't um, read scripture, 
the moment you skip it like once it becomes a thing that like you skip it twice and then the third day you probably skip it but like going back into it and being consistent kind of like gets hard so basically um we need to like once you do something just make sure that like in order to stay consistent even if you give it two minutes if it's something that you're always doing for 30 minutes or more just kind of like do it again the following day the day you don't necessarily feel like doing it and do it for at least two minutes because now it's a matter of okay i showed up even though you didn't show up holistically and i don't think that what i'm saying now that means that it's the same thing that you should do with people i think that it would be a different um situation when it comes to dealing with people but i think as far as tasks are concerned it is something to like take into consideration as to how do you deal with time pressures essentially because i think that it's a very important thing to know how your life could be spread out because you're only 21 once and if that year is wholly consumed by books you're going to miss out on other social experiences that you could have so how do you manage the social experiences with how do you balance the social experiences with your academic um life and all your other experiences that you're supposed to have outside of like a social context as well and outside of an academic context so this is when you kind of like get to realize the duality of life i suppose but i think when we speak of the duality or the polarity of life it just leaves us to two and of course like it could be more and i'm not trying to get too literal about it but how do you divide your life evenly I, i'm not sure if the 2080 rule is something that would um be useful for this but i think just a matter of like taking into consideration that you have 24 hours and you are probably up for i don't know what stats say and i'm open to being corrected in the comment section or just send a voice note a voice message over on um spotify um but i think that we are up for maybe like uh 18 16 hours of that 24 hours but how about like four hours is dedicated to this one thing three hours is dedicated to that two hours is dedicated to rest because yeah sure we sleep um during the night some of us not for eight hours but some of us for more than eight hours um but just essentially taking out time and trying to prioritize all these things it's still something that i personally have to figure out i have not figured it out and honestly i think like as much as i want to figure it out a part of me isn't necessarily willing to figure it out i'm just like uh let's put that in um next year's to-do list or what do we call it what do we call that thing a renewal it's not a renewal list the one where we do um it's not a bucket list either new year something something resolution resolution <laughs> yes <laughs> so um yeah just i think i've kind of like given you um two things that kind of like contribute towards um what is it your in fatigue i think another thing would be lack of sleep which we have also kind of like spoken of and this has been something that kind of like 
um, is said to kind of like lead to um, mental health issues. Basically, like um, it contributes towards um, loss of memory because you're not getting enough sleep. So you're forgetting most of the things because your brain, most of the things you're learning throughout the day and throughout the year because most of the time your brain is over-functioning. It is overwhelmed with all the processes that it has to take in. Um, it's not necessarily storing information correctly. It's not necessarily releasing information correctly because there's just so much um, for just this one brain. And mind you, the brain is very big. Like, it is powerful more than we actually know. But it's a matter of we also need to allow it to breathe in a sense that's why it is so important for us to take rests to sleep because it it's just the reason i don't like dreaming because why is my brain replaying events of what happened earlier when it should be resting because i will be using it as soon as i wake up so why why is it replaying events can it just not chill but anyway I suppose part of it is the recollection is also a way of like storing that information that I've seen and learned and absorbed, heard, spoken, all of that throughout the day. So that is actually pretty cool. Um, another thing that contributes towards this year in fatigue, because remember stress also plays a really big role in that, trying to like manage all this time, um, trying to maintain your grades, um, not getting enough sleep. Another thing that we don't take into account is we already spoke about like having a social life, but one of the things that contribute towards this is basically um, peer pressure or social pressure um, in terms of like social media, in terms of like the company we keep, um, trying to maintain a certain lifestyle. Basically, um, it's just a lot really remember how i spoke about like you're only 21 once and you can't be spending your entire 11 months of being 21 doing academic work um or whatever age you are really sorry or whatever age you are really so um it's just one thing to like take into consideration that like sure you want to have adventures but just don't do that at the expense of your academics. I think it's it goes back to the priority chat. Like what is on top of your priority list? And if you have dedicated 10 hours to your academic work, how many more hours are you left with um, throughout the day? And is that something that enables you to like, okay, you know what, I deserve this. Because it's not bad going out. Going out is not a bad thing. But it's just a matter of... Um, Kind of like dedicate days to where you're going to do that. Because you can't lose life experiences and social experiences on account of being an academic weapon. You get? It also gets problematic. So again, it goes back to um to duality. It goes back to balance, I suppose. And yeah, so that is pretty much it. I suppose um other things that like we could consider um to play a big role in this is probably like seasons like summer, winter, um finances, family lives, um what else? There are literally so many other things that could like 
contribute towards year-end fatigue and just fatigue in general but like of course towards the end of the year there's just so much uncertainty about everything which is also another thing that like um contributes towards this year-end fatigue having such a mental toll on many of us um and this is a like um if you're in matric um half the time you're worrying about how next year is gonna pan out for you what university you're going to what work you're getting um what kind of um learnership you're getting just a matter of what are you doing with your life and how am i going to be dealing with being a young adult and then you get to do your final year of undergrad it's the same thing again okay am i getting my postgrad if i am getting my postgrad what university am i going into and what are the finances implicated in that if i am getting a job where am i getting a job do i now have to go back home or do i now have to find another place to stay at just a matter of how does life work out and then you get those who are in relationships and then it's a matter of like okay this person is from this place i'm from that place how do we make it work like is it a matter of like having to let go so there's really just like a lot of relationships and considerations to take into consideration i don't know that sounded so wise in my head um but that's just basically what i'm saying is there's a lot to take into account there's just really too much to take into account all for one brain so basically um i think that while dealing with your end fatigue and finding the solution to this, I think that like in this podcast already, I have kind of alluded to some, um, to some solutions. But I think the biggest one to take away from this would be drafting a list of priorities. I think it would be drafting a list of priorities and also considering that it's the end of the year um it goes back to planning to the new year's resolutions again um what it is that I want for myself academically and how I aim to achieve that um what it is that I will be doing in the new year work life related and how do I intend to achieve that what kind of people am I hoping to keep in my life and how do I maintain those relationships um what do my what do my what do I expect my financial life to look like next year and how do I make that happen I think those are essentially just kind of like things to take into consideration going into the new year and planning on drafting that out as well and then in terms of like academics I think it would be a matter of like um getting one of those big calendars what do they call them year planners um getting a year planner um looking at how is this going to work um when am I expected to do what when and sometimes some of these things like you already have it but then it would you'd only know probably around February what's happening February March April ish there around and finally plan out your um academic life plan out your social life as far as you can plan it really because those are things that you can't always have planned and I think that also like in terms of life 
kind of like have an estimation of when you are expecting to do what or when you would like to do what but also with that don't be rigid it's good to have a structure but it's also good to be flexible because now you're also kind of like able to maneuver should things not go as intended and i think life more than planning is an experience you never know what to expect we just plan so we have a general idea of what it is that we are hoping for and what it is that we probably will be doing but i don't think that all these things are honestly a matter of life and death some of them of course but what i'm saying is everything happens the way it should and you also need to play your part in your life because honestly no one else is going to do it it's your life and with that being said i am signing out and i am sending you love and light you know who i am i'm marlise mckenzie your host and from mac to the podcast you are loved and you are love mm-hmm.